You're listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Focused on leadership, culture, and building a team. Here's your host, Evan Silver. Years ago, my supervisor sat me down on the one-on-one. He said, Evan, you have the potential to be a great leader. You just need the confidence and someone to help you with your leadership skills. And I sat there in my head and thought, I don't know what leadership is. I didn't know if it was a verb, if it, if it was a noun. Um, but I sat there and I was like, okay, yeah, um, develop me. And he coached me and mentored me. He's still a mentor to this day. And I'm just so excited to have him in the studio. Kevin Smith, thanks for being on Touch the Line. My pleasure, man. I think, you know, on your first thing you said, the, the reason I was able to do that for you is because somebody did that for me. And that's the backbone of what leadership is, is to is to tell somebody something that you see in them that they may not see in themselves. I think that's so funny because that's what I'm doing with our staff at the salon I think I want to do what Kevin Smith did for me, and it's just like a... It's a big circle. Yeah. Yeah, cycle. It's great. Yeah. So, awesome. So, I want to talk about something that no one really likes, and if they do like... Broccoli. (laughs) I like broccoli. It has cheese on it. Enough cheese, anything's good. Exactly. So, (laughs) um, something that if you do like it, I think you need to have a heart check. But um, tough conversations. Yeah. And um, you've been a part of plenty of tough conversations, I'm sure, being a leader. Absolutely. Let's just define this because a lot of people are saying tough conversations. I don't know what a tough conversation is. Just kind of talk about what is a tough conversation and then we'll get into like logistical of how to prepare for it and whatnot. Sure. I think, you know, a, a tough conversation, most people when they hear it, they think, oh, somebody's getting fired. And that's not always the case. I think, you know, as, as you and I were kind of talking through this before we started recording the podcast is, you know, some of the most tough conversations I've had with somebody, um, even back to when you talked one time was, this is tough because of the outcome. If Evan says yes to this, it will have for me. Um, you know, in this instance, I was telling Evan, hey, you need to go do something bigger and greater than being on my team as much as I loved having you. Um, that's a tough conversation. Um, that sitting down with somebody and saying, hey, man, there's something bigger and greater for you out there than being on this team, even though this team loves you and you make this team great. Uh, I think you need to step out and do something even bigger than what you're doing. Um, but there's also those tough conversations where, man, you have to bring somebody into line and you have to tell somebody what they're doing is not acceptable and what they're doing um, has to change. Um, and there's also those tough conversations where if you're doing leadership long enough, um, you're going to have to take somebody away from the team and terminate somebody and and make that change. And that's a super hard conversation to have. Obviously it had to be hard for you because we were the dream team. Oh yeah. I mean, what Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen ain't got nothing on us, baby. <laughs> My jump shot's not as good as theirs, but you know. We'll give people a little backstory is that I came on as an assistant to the production director and you were the production director and, you know, really being an assistant is uh, completely different from my personality, you know, being organized and keeping up. But we, you cared for me so well during that time, you know, I want to do whatever to make you win and make the organization win, which was New Spring Church. But let's jump back into hard conversations. How do you prepare 
for a tough conversation? Is this something that you go in kind of winging or is it something that like you're talking to other people or you like taking notes to prepare for it? What's kind of the process of that? So the last thing you want to do in tough conversation is to wing it. Um, And that's probably true for any kind of conversation, Um, but specifically a tough conversation. Um, I tell people as we talk through, you know, tough conversations is a tough conversation has to be done out of love and desire for the best for that person and the organization that you're leading um, or that you're in charge of. So, you know, if I truly do care and love Evan as a as a friend and as a coworker, and I truly care for the organization that I'm leading or I'm in charge of, then it's my obligation to have that tough conversation. And because of that, um, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that that tough conversation is prepared and done and thought through. And it's not just something that, you know, we sit down and we go at it. Um, I promise you that's not going to have a, a positive um, impact. It's not going to be a positive situation for anybody. Yeah. And I get the question a lot of people are frustrated with someone or um, they really lost respect for the person. What if you don't really care about the person? Like, What's a tough conversation look like for that? It's a lot more aggressive and a lot more angry. Um, you know, I don't, being that I work for a church, a lot of my decisions and my, my Christianity is based on God's word. And so, you know, First Corinthians talks about love is patient, love is kind. It doesn't envy, it doesn't boast, it's not proud, it doesn't dishonor others, it's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in the evil, but rejoices in the truth. Um, love always protects and trusts and hopes and preserves. You know, I think if you don't have love for somebody and that scripture, whether you go to church every Sunday or you just go to weddings, you've heard that scripture. Right. And, you know, that's what everything that we do as leaders, it should be around. It should be around your love for the people you lead and the care for that they have and the care that you have for them. But also, if you're a leader, you're called and you're held accountable um, to how you care for the organization and the business and the thing that you're leading. And so it's a balance. And so, you know, I would say as a leader, it's extremely difficult to lead somebody that you don't at least care for. You don't care for their, their better well-being. You don't care as you don't care that they are successful, you know, and if you're leading somebody in a business application, their success is tied to your business success. You know, if you're at the, at the salon, if one of your stylists is not being successful, her lack of success is going to greatly affect the salon's success. Yeah. And so they're, they're tied together. And so, you know, if you don't, if you say, I don't care for that person, then you probably need to make either a heart change towards that person, or you need to just say, Hey, me and this person need to, to get away and separate from each other because you're never going to be able to effectively lead them. If you don't have just general care and love for them as a person. Yeah. That's really good. I always tell people, look, if you, (laughs) If you don't care for them, don't have that conversation. It's, oh, no. It's not going to have a great outcome. You see something happen, you're like, I need to have a tough conversation. Motions are high. Do you, How long do you wait? Do you do it right then, or do you wait 24 hours? Or I think um, I always use a tough conversation through the three W's of a tough conversation, and those three W's are what, when, and who. Um, and that first one is is what. You know, what are you going to talk about? 
and what does that look like? And, um, and that's part of that planning process. And, you know, you talk, ask about timing. You can't answer any of these questions in a second. It's going to have to be done over, over time and over a, over a, a process. So if, if you see something happening in your business or as a leader and it makes you angry, the worst thing you can do is gut react because you're not going to make the same decision in a moment of like, okay, I need to calm down. I need to count to 10. I need to, to go to my happy place or whatever you do. Yeah. And, and just like, you know, you have to address it, but if you're angry, you're going to make a different decision more than likely than if you were calmed down and you're like, Hey, all right, I've caught my breath. I've, I've made, I've, I've made some peace and now I need to have this conversation. But, you know, so, you know, what do you want to see happen? What is the, what is the thing that needs to change? Um, and that's part of that planning process. You know, I think one of the things that as I've had these tough conversations in my, in my life have been the word they come up a lot. And that they is, man, that's dangerous because they can be a whole bunch of people. They can be one person or more than likely they is them. They's the person you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just don't ever let they go unaddressed. If, if somebody says, well, it's not just me, it's they are saying, say, great, who are they? What, 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 are, what are they saying? Tell me, tell me who they are because I want to address it as a, as a group. Um, and so that's part of it. Um, and, and what's the next step? Like, what do we need to do as a, as a, out of this meeting? Um, cause that's all, again, it's all part of that planning and thinking and, and walking through this process of, of, of what does that look like? Yeah, that's really good. And I love that you talked about this. We say when emotions are high, intelligence is low Absolutely. and it's so true. Um, because when emotions are high, you want to do things just, and that's why, um, you know, I have mentors like you and other people in my life is when something has happened, I need to run this through some mentors and some people that are kind of outside of the situation that can actually speak into me. Um, So tough conversation. Um, They come in, they're sitting down. Is this something you do outside? Like if you have a typical one-on-one, is this something you do outside of that or, and then what does the format look like? I think, you know, the, the other part of those three W's is the win. And the win is, when are you doing it? Um, you just set a time and a place. And that time and place can be at a one-on-one um, if it's convenient. If something happens on a Monday and your next one-on-one is not to the following Friday or, or a week away or you know two weeks away, that's too much of a gap. So it's, it needs to be somewhere that you've had time to cool off, but the situation is still fresh because you don't want to get historical on a situation that happened, you know, you can't say three weeks ago, you blah, 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 blah. It's, right. it's, it's too late. That's gone. But find a time that's convenient that you can do it in private. Um, you never want to have a tough conversation in a public space because it makes you as a leader look worse than the person who is le- being led by you. You're never come off in a good light. If you're the one in a, in a, in a workroom or in a public space yelling at a, at a staff member or a coworker, it's, it's, it's not a good look. Um, but you know, have those tough conversations. And like we just said before, you can't, um, you can't sink down to their anger level. You know, if, if somebody's being confronted, there's a good chance they're going to be angry and they're going to, to sit up and they're going to get tense. And the worst thing as leader you can do is to pantomime that and get angry as well. Leaders always rise up to situations. They never sink down. 
And so make sure that as no matter how angry and animated and loud they get, you know, your your job as a leader is to bring calm, point towards facts, point towards, you know, the the situation at hand and not go to their hysterical hysterical level. Yeah, that's really good just to kind of remain calm, being the calmest person in the room. Is there anything when you're having a hard conversation that maybe you've done in the past that you're like, yeah, this probably isn't a great idea. Is there anything? I know I'm putting you on the spot right now. I'm trying to think. I'm sure there's plenty. Um, <laughs> maybe we need to go ask the other call side. some people. Let's call a friend. <laughs> um, I think um, here recently I had a conversation with a, uh, a guy that um, I was working with. And uh, I say recently, it was within the last year or two. Um, and, there's comes a time in a conversation or a tough conversation. We were both, you know, fairly equals, um, where you're not going to agree. And, you know, when I was younger and even, even now I tend to, as a, as a guy, um, I want to win the argument. You know, my, my goal was like, I'm going to win. I'm going to, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to say the sentence, the, the one liner that just gets it and drop the mic moment. Um, and there's times in that I know as a leader, I've stayed in a situation that, it's not coming to resolution. And there's times you have to be like, ah, you know what? We're going to just, just stop and we'll revisit this on a later date. Because the more, if you're in a situation where, especially if you're equals, um, you know, on the org chart or, or whatever, maybe a husband and wife type, you know, you can't fire your spouse. Well, I guess you could, but, you know. It's not a good look. It's not a good look and it's not as easy <laughs> as it is just to, you know, terminate somebody that you work for or works for you. But, um, you know, it's, is sometimes you have to be like, you know what, we're just going to, let's just stop for a second and let's stop arguing about this because you're just in a cycle and it's just going to continue to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And, um, and nobody wins in that. That's a great thought for that scenario. What's your purpose? Is the purpose change in each tough conversation or is there always like the same standard purpose? Like why have a tough conversation? Um, I think, again, it goes back to your your care and your love for that individual and the organization you lead. Because there's, there's times as a leader that what's best for that person is not what's best for the organization. You know, terminating somebody, it's a bad day for that person. And you've affected their family, you've affected their income, you've affected a whole bunch of things in their life. But what's best for the organization is for that person no longer to be on the team. And so it's, it's a balancing act, but it's all done out of love. And so, you know, as, as you had these tough conversations, it's not always, you know, my goal is to win the argument. My goal is to change this person's perspective. It very well could be my, my goal in this tough conversation is to bring correction and point out something that's happened or needs to happen so that this person's a better team member than they were previous to this tough conversation. Yeah. Do you feel, do you feel like you get better? At tough conversations, the more you have them. Oh yeah, I mean it's yeah. like anything else. It's the more you do something, the more you, the better you get because you've done things wrong and you've done things right. Um, but I'll say it doesn't ever get easier. Um, there's always that little bit of like, oh god, I really don't want to do this. This is not going to be fun. Um, but as a leader, you know, the times and you I've taught, I always say this. But before I hang up, I say it. It being a leader fun. <laughs> you do um, because as a leader. Like anything else in life, there's things in life that as an adult you do that aren't fun, but you have to do it. Going to the DMV, it's not fun, 
but you got to do it. Yeah. You know, going to the doctor. It's not like, oh boy, I get to get shots today and I get to go a checkup. That's not fun, but it's something you have to do. And the same thing is true with, you know, being a leader, having tough conversations is it's not something that you like, boy, on Monday, I get to have that tough conversation with staff member X. Um, but it's something that, you know, as a leader, you have to do because of the position you hold and who you are in the organization. One thing I like to do is I like to let the person know like, Hey, this is something I hate doing. Mm -hmm. Like this is not fun for me. Um, but I know both of us on the other side, um, we're going to be stronger, you know? Um, so after the tough conversation, is there any follow-up? What does it look like after that? Yes, there's always follow-up. I think, you know, going back to three W's, you have the what, the when, the who. Um, you know, as you plan for this, who needs to be involved and who needs to know about it? Um, you know, if you have a, a partner in your business or a spouse or somebody that you're a, a co-owner with or whatever the situation is, does that person need to be involved in this conversation? Um, they definitely need to know about it. Um, but they need to be brought in. Do they need to know what's going on? Is there need to be a paper trail? I would say this, anytime you have a tough conversation, when the meeting is over, there's got to be a super clear next step that everybody knows about. I didn't say, notice I didn't say agrees with. Everybody knows. As the, as the leader, it's very possible that the next step you give a, a coworker or a team member is something they don't agree with, but it's the next step, and they know it super, super clear. Um, and making sure that it's, if it needs to be written down and they need to sign it, um, that's a very viable option. If it needs to be, Hey, we're going to meet again in three days and in three days, these are the things I need you to, to know about or to have made decisions on or whatever that is, situation is, it needs to be super clear. It doesn't need to be any like, well, I thought you maybe said this and that. No, no, it's, Hey, yeah, staff member, this, this in 24 hours we're meeting back. And these are things that I need to know what your steps are going to be to, to bring correction to them. Yeah. Um, and the last thing is, you know, Craig Groeschel says this, giving feedback is an art. Yes. And it really is. I mean, it is an art. And I think I love that you talked about how you're, you're preparing, you're planning. Um, because when you're preparing, you plan, you're doing that because you love the person. And that's why your stomach gets kind of turned upside down. You don't look forward to it. I think if you do look forward to it, I think you need a heart check. But, you know, that's me personally. But um, thanks so much for um, coming on the show today and helping people navigate hard conversations. And we'd love to to have you back in the future. I'd love to be here. All right. Thanks love you, Kevin. Me. Yes, sir. See you, dude. Thanks for listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel wherever you're listening.